And welcome to the Random Movie Generator, David. Thank you for welcoming me. That's the, that's the key. That's a lovely start to any conversation, a welcome. Have you ever fallen asleep in a cinema? Yeah, I fell asleep during the third um, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. And it's the, the first and last time I thought it was a good idea to take alcohol in with me. I thought I'd have um, a cheeky strongbow, one or two, in the cinema. I thought this is... On your own? Uh, no, not on my own. Uh, with a friend. With Ryan? It was, indeed. You know, well remember, well guessed. Does Ryan do a film podcast elsewhere? Um, I'd love that he did one in like in competition. Absolutely, Ryan's movie reels, something like that. Film reels of Ryan, just trying to get two R's in there somewhere. Um, sort of Ryan's roaring Hollywood years, something something in that vein. And, yeah. um, God, you know, I had to watch the film again. I, I, I don't know what happened. I just comatose myself. I just woke up with all screaming in the background. How long do you think you're asleep for? Um, I think for a good half an hour at one point. I mean, what is Strongbow? Strongbow's a, a cider. Is it? Is it nice? Is it? Is it strong? It is pretty strong. It was strong enough for me because I'm a man who has an afternoon lull anyway. So that on top of a bit of alcohol, a bit of sort of alcoholic apple beverage, it really knocked me out. At, at one point, it was going quite well. There was like a 15 minute window where, you know, an alcoholically fueled look quite high. Yeah, it was like, oh, I'm, go- I'm going with this. I'm going to get into uh, taking tins into the cinema with me. It's the way forward. I don't like the idea of watching a movie and some bloke turns up with two tins. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just not good, is it? Waiting for um, an explosion to take place in a castle so you can open your tin without anyone hearing. Or someone's head being cut off so you can do it in time with the, uh, the Foley sound in the background. What do you think of Lord of the Rings movies? I only I watched the first one. Uh, how when did they come out? They came out new millennium, didn't they? I remember it was just after university, so it was like two thousand and one, two thousand and two. So I remember watching the first one, and the effects blew me away in the cinema. Felt like nothing we'd seen before, and I loved, just loved the look of it more than anything. I sort of didn't care for the story. No, the, I didn't either. I mean, the, the second one came out. I was like, I'm over this. I watched half hour. I'm done, and I never watched the third. Abs- absolutely, I was exact. I found the Hobbits just a bit too simplistic. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a massive hit, and the third one went on to win loads of Oscars. So there's loads of fans for it out there, but I wasn't. Um, I was expecting um, a massive Star Wars heroine boost you know a massive like here we go this is the new trilogy because i mean Star Wars to, to 10 11 12 year olds from that time rate it as the star wars of their do you know what i think it's more like really nerdy 18 19 20 year olds who got really really into it because in actual fact the 11 12 year olds of that period they were quite happy with the prequel films yeah i i think well i would say that um to a large extent, it's almost like a case of uh, those Star Wars prequel films were around out around that sort of period, and I think kids of that um, of that younger age got into those. But having said that, um, I would say that um, people I work with in their thirties who were young when those Lord of the Rings films came out, um, they do look back on them and sort of cherish them. So yeah, I would say people growing up. Yeah, I would say that actually thinking about it now in my head, I would say young people who watch them at an early age 
were really into them. Well, they were massive blockbusters, weren't they? Because also you've got a far older people in their 50s, 60s and 70s who read the original Tolkien books who really embraced it. But I think definitely younger people, yeah, you are right, it's got that whole nostalgia element. Mm. Um, they grew what up Ryan, with it and they really Ryan embraced think? What does Ryan say on his podcast? He was next to me, sipping the Strongbows, going in and out of a kind of uh, alcoholic Did delusion. sleep together? Um, Have you ever it, slept it, with Ryan? I've never slept with Ryan, though. <laughs> Who knows? There might be there might be further years on planet Earth where we can uh, spoon under a duvet. Hello, Mandy. Hello, David. Hello, Mandy. How are you? She, she uh, you went out for a restaurant meal, didn't you, last week? Yes. Without me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was it fun? Yes. About the third yeah. musketeer. Yeah. So was that none of my business? Move on. No. no, I'm not saying none of my business. It was nice, wasn't it, Mandy? It was delightful. Yeah. And then we went. We went to watch a movie. Mm. Did you? What did you go and watch? Um, the, the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. What? What? The eighties what, what, one? The original eighties? Yeah. Not not the, not the documentary. The actual proper film with John Hughes and. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. That's that's well, there you go. Bit of an eighties nostalgia night at an art house she, cinema. She she was like she was saying um, she rang me. You don't mind me saying this, do you, Mandy? Why would I mind? She rang me. After we recorded the last podcast, and said, um, <laughs> "I want to see the breakfast club." I want to see oh, you! I know you do. Just the way you sound sometimes. So, what, did she say that through like that ringing? Well, ask her. Pounds. She's there. Sorry, sorry. I'm here. Did like, you say I'm that, here. Mandy, with a, um, a human electronic voice, or did you say it through ringing and humming and um, and all the other sort of electronic sounds you, you make, like an, uh, a, a, a Yamaha, the human electronic voice, mic? Oh, that's nice. You never use that anyway. electronic voice for me, but there you go. I hope you enjoyed the Breakfast Club. Do you like Club. the Breakfast Club? Um, I did, but now it's been tainted slightly. Oh, give it a rest, man! I'm just being open. I'm being, uh, I'm being a modern male, oh. an urban male, a metro male. Is that metro male? Is that what they call them now? A man who's a man who's like open to. Uh, he's an open book of his emotions, and I would have liked to have come with you, but it doesn't matter. If you were in a cinema. And the person next to you fell asleep. What would you think? Would you judge them or would you let them sleep? Or Do you know what? I think um, I sometimes can be quite... Um, when I see someone asleep in the cinema and it's a good film, if they're snoring, that would be a nightmare. I've had that. That's very annoying. You know, I've tried to make eye contact with the usher and look over to them as to say, you know, give them an elbow, wake them up because they're more louder than the earthquake taking place or whatever, you know, around me. But if they're asleep sometimes, I'm quite smug about it. Like, oh, well, there you go. You've wasted your £10. How are you? Said in a way. There you go. Right. But, I mean, it's always an inner conflict in my head. I'm always thinking, oh, Dave, don't think like that. You know, why, why being smug? You really are a small man. Why are you looking at this usher and why are you feeling smug? Absolutely. <laughs> And now I've missed the plot. I missed that whole dialogue scene because I've had my own inner movie in, inside my own head, full stop. I don't think I could sleep in a cinema. Well, I mean, the only reason I, I managed it was because um, I was on, you know, two siders in and it was the afternoon type of thing. But I mean, linking to your Lord of the Rings question, which I think I butchered earlier, I think that's why it was a big success because so many people, older generation and younger, young kids, it was like their big adventure film. And for older people, they'd read all the books originally. And I think that's why it attracted so many people. But um, The Hobbit, though, they were never really, seen it. Oh, terrible. 
Is you, it? Oh, it was a whole money-making exercise because I mean, Lord of the Rings is massive. It's a massive tomb of a book, but The Hobbit obviously is just a, ch a child's book, and um, they stretched into an entire trilogy. You was could that tell Peter Jackson. Yes, and you could tell that he sort of didn't want to do it. He'd been like. Uh, pushed into it because he wasn't going to direct it. It was going to be um, Del Toro, the guy who did uh, Pan's Labyrinth, and he f he um, had to drop out of the project because it went over schedule, and Peter Jackson had to take over. Right, and um, so it's not not worth looking at because I loved the li their little world on on the screen. I loved. I didn't want them to leave that world. I loved watching the, that little world. Oh yeah, the Shire and all that. It's very impressive. I mean, you you are right visually. Sometimes it does feel like an, an endless Enya music video of kind of slow mo with Vaseline on the lens, kind of glow to it. No, and that's that's not a bad thing. No, it's got to be said. I find it a bit repetitive after a while, but it's not the worst thing out there. You can tell. You can totally tell that um, George Lucas stole loads of it for Star Wars, massively. Mandy, could you play that? Um pompous bit of music thank you there we go two British independent film award nominations best debut screenwriter David Earl wow and Chris Hayward what best breakthrough producer Rupert Magendi the British independent film awards Wowzers! That is very, very. So you've got best breakthrough script and Do you best know what? breakthrough producer. I suddenly remembered yesterday. I was like, we got to say that on the fucking pod, haven't you? Absolutely. That would be like doing a rhinoceros focused pod. And I, yesterday I rode a rhinoceros, not telling you that I rode one. And what's the point of riding a rhinoceros if you don't get to tell anyone? You know, you're on a rhinoceros. <laughs> a crying out loud. What's the use of putting both hands on their horn and on their back being galloped through a, a jungle? Quite right, you've been saying not to. That's amazing. Right, David, have you got any movie news? Do you know what? The movie news, um, there is definitely movie news taking place. It, it well, I just gave you some. Absolutely. I mean, that is the news of all news, for crying out loud. That's the news. I of... feel like you're really underwhelmed by my news. Oh, really? Do you really feel that? Do you, do you feel that? that? I hope no, you don't, because no. I am impressed no. by that. No, no. <laughs> Gene, break through screenplay and um, and produce. That's massively. I just thought that would have been your movie news. I'm amazed it hasn't come up on my radar though, because I look at all the blogs. I mean, one thing I would say about um, the uh, Brian and Charles film, it's definitely in the top ten movie um, movies of 2022 for a lot of the big blogs like Slash Film, um, IndieWire, and also. 
massively um charles appeared in the front of empire magazine alongside tom cruise and bloody marvel characters i mean in some ways that's more more important than any award because i mean the marketing behind that is just enormous yeah i mean to have anyway movie news movie news one thing that's a big big deal is that they released the first proper two minutes avatar 2 trailer and um that's a big big deal that's coming out on the 16th of december that's been not in my head it isn't never seen the original well i know you've never seen the original at all no is it good i'm not a massive fan i found it i wouldn't say it's crap but i just say it was very um it's all down to the story visually it was impressive but the story is basically sort of dances with walls pocahontas in space it's very very simplistic as a narrative but this one um he spent almost 10 years that sounded like one of your film nerds saying that i didn't feel there was any truth behind what you said then well that it might be a case i do secretly like avatar yeah. and sort of um when no one's around i get it out like a, a porn tape from the 90s under my bed and yeah. pop it into the vhs player with the music yeah i feel like you were down. just echoing what they said when really you don't like them and you quite liked avatar I would say, honestly, genuinely with Avatar, I would say it, it just hit very simplistic narrative beats. Why why did it become a thing, that film? What was special about it again? First of all, it was his first film after Titanic. So he had loads of um, sort of uh, heat on him there. Secondly, it was during the 3D craze. So people were... And it was like really state of the art CGI. Did you see it? Did you I see it did, with the yeah, glasses yeah. on? Yeah, I did, and it, it was impressive three D wise. I remember, there, I remember there being one shot in, a, in an office which looked impressive. Let alone their um, uh, universe um, jungle world, which I should know the name of. They're called the Navis, aren't they? I can't remember the name of Pandora's name of their planet. But there's one shot where there's holograms hovering on office desks i remember thinking god i feel like i could wander into the screen thank god mm. I i've stopped drinking strong bows do you know what i mean it's kind of did you like that feeling or you sort of take it well it lasts bit? for a few seconds and then after a while if the film's not any good it's um because because the narrative's just so obvious and also um it's very preachy avatar do you know what i mean it's, it's very i mean it's it's, a, it's almost like um what was that film i reviewed or was it called, um that was um endless drone shots of planet earth home home it's almost like that but with um lots of uh, really colorful cartoons that are 3d do you know what I mean? just basically preaching about how we need to look after the ecosystem and don't get me wrong if i don't look after the ecosystem it's like i'm doing an shit on my own doorstep do you know what i mean it's like i've got nowhere to go if i if i mess earth up it's not like I can pack my bags and go to Mars. You're sort of on your way out now, aren't you? I know, it's <laughs> terrible. That is in the back of my head. It's like, do I have to really worry where I, where I put my pizza um, cardboard containers? The whole recycling thing's becoming quite boring. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of thing. I, I, that does go from my head since I've hit 45, which is terrible. It's, it's got to be said. Yeah. As I say it now, I think I shouldn't have even verbalised that. <laughs> And have dog SHIT smeared across my front door, and rightly so. Rightly so. And it's going to be saying, you know, hug the planet, Edwards, hug the planet. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know, films do need to give you some kind of message, but that should maybe be the third or fourth thing. At the end of the day, they've got to entertain. We, we were told we had to put a compost bin somewhere in a scene in the Cockfields. Oh, really? 
Yeah, they said, please write a scene around a compost bin. So we had to write a scene involving a compost bin. God almighty. And did you manage to create some sense of drama around the compost bin? Some element of jeopardy? Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? Subconsciously planting, you know, ecosystem-friendly ideas. I mean, there were no orcs involved or navvies, but, you know. Absolutely. All you can do is what you do with your budget. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If the budget won't allow you to explode the compost bin, you just got to keep it as it is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, with um, Avatar 2, finally the trailers come out, and they're saying, and you were saying why it did so well. So 3D gimmick, lots of heat on him after Titanic, and it did really well in China, because it's really hard to get films into China because of the Communist Party. But the um, Avatar, they managed to get in, and the Chinese love Avatar in a big big way and they re-released it in china just after the um the pandemic and it made oodles of money and it boosted it even further because it's the number one highest grossing film marvel still haven't touched what? it of all time yeah of all time still avengers endgame got very near but then they re-released it in china and it boosted its box office up again what's james cameron done since nothing what only he's produced and written work like he did Battle Angel with Robert Rodriguez and that kind of didn't go anywhere. And he did another Terminator film which was a bit of a flop. But directing Is he is he's just had hit after hit, he's done Terminator, Titanic, Avatar. What else? So what he's done is he did um Piranhas 2 for Roger Corman, which was a low budget B movie. Really low budget, and he was um uh, locked out the edit suite for that. He 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 broke up with Roger Corman, the producer, and then he broke into the edit suite. There's a whole story about that. Then he did his first proper film, proper budget film, very very low low budget, but wasn't a B movie kind of um, grindhouse film, which was Terminator. Then Amazing. he did Aliens. Amazing. I mean, that should have been a Nat sequel. Aliens. Yeah, he did Aliens after Ridley Scott. Then he did um, Abyss. Which was a flop, unfortunately. But it's never seen that. Upon that. Oh, it's worth watching Abyss, and also the making of Abyss is incredible. What they did to make it, Ed Harris nearly died making Abyss. It was absolutely incredible. Then he did Terminator Two. Then he did True Lies, which was um, that. That's a funny old one. That was like a sort of action comedy, and even him, he himself says that. His success had gone to his head a bit. He just liked the idea of a big budget and um, a big payday type of thing. Then he did Titanic. Then he did Avatar. He does a lot of documentaries in between, particularly yeah, about he's ocean. Had some big old hits, isn't it? Well, ocean just... exploration. And since Avatar One, he's been developing the technology for Avatar Two. And also, he hasn't just made Avatar Two. He's he's filmed Avatar Two and Three. And he's written scripts for four and five, and he may not direct four and five. Now, there's a lot hanging on this movie. This one movie alone costs 250 million. And if it doesn't at least gross way over a billion, it'll be considered a flop. And Disney has have inherited this film after buying Fox. So they never even greenlit this massive Avatar project. They've inherited it by buying Fox. So there's a lot hanging on it. So um, that comes out in December 16th. And I think that's that, that was the big, big news that um, that's coming out at the moment. Well, because we're, we're, we have to cut short this podcast this morning, I'd like to say, David, 
Thank you so much for this week's movie news. Not at all, Captain. Not at all. Not at all. No, I like that. Bit of Avatar chitter chatter goes on its way. David Edwards movie review. So, David, this week's movie review, I cannot remember. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can remember what Mandy. Uh... Oh, a little whistle. <laughs> Oh, oh. I'm, 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 I'm Mandy. positive yes. again. Mandy, you left your green pipe at mine last night. Oh, I wonder where it was. Oh, Unscrewing her pipes, just chucking them around, leaving them in men's homes. Don't need to be doing that. Pardon? Just your green pipe. Have some dignity, Mandy. Have some dignity. How dare you? Are you finished? I am. How Sorry, I shouldn't judge. You? I really shouldn't. Uh. Right. Inappropriate, so, though. Pardon? Sorry? Just inappropriate unscrewing your green oh, pipe and leaving it on a man's coffee table and then shut wheeling up. off. Shut up. You know, take it with you afterwards for crying out loud. Man. I'll be quiet for once said, in your I'll life. I'll be quiet for once in your life. I've been quiet too much, Mandy. And that's why you're leaving pipes hanging around people's homes. It's got nothing to do homes. with you. She just said it's got nothing to do with you. True, very true. Absolutely, it's your pipe. Do as you wish with it. But I'm thinking about you and your name in society, and you know how how mouth, mouth start, spit you know, it out, man. tongue start wagging. Spit, spit, it it out. spit it out. Yes. Spit it. I spat it out. Before you leave a man's house, screw your pipes in. Have some dignity. Don't leave your green pipe hanging David, around someone's flat. Sorry, sorry. Yes. So the movie uh, that. Mandy randomly picked for you to review this week was Injustice, the animated feature film starring the DC comic book heroes by Warner <laughs> Brothers. What did you what did you think? Do you know what? It started off rather well, and I was like, oh okay, this isn't too bad. You know, I've come to this with a bit of a negative outlook. It's very much focused on Superman. And at the beginning, um When did you watch it? Is, sorry? When did you watch it? Um, pretty much straight off the podcast last week. So sort of Saturday lunchtime, I sat down, watched it. With a cup of coffee? Cup of co- hot chocolate, to be exact. Hot chocolate. And did you feel a bit... Oh, oh definitely. It's like, oh, here we go. Right, okay, this is just going to be an hour and a half Saturday morning cartoon. But the beginning wasn't bad. Lois Lane uh, reveals she's pregnant. And there's quite a human side to Clark Kent slash Superman. He's kind of dealing with the idea he's going to be a father. Then um, the Joker appears and uses, um, a, I guess, a gas that he's taken from the villain Scarecrow. Which I beg your pardon. I know it's. Very, I know indeed. <laughs> a gas. It, well, it's the only way to describe it, really. Yeah, yeah. Fair it's, enough. Um, it, it's a gas that hasn't come from his him from Scarecrow's actual body. Let's be exact about that. It's I think one from his laboratory, and it skewers Superman's perception of reality, and um, he. Wow. Yeah, he thinks that he's um, attacking a villain, but in actual fact, he's um, he's attacking Lois Lane. So it's a gas that stops you clearly seeing. Oh, it's one of those gases. One of those um, things. It's, it, 
Scarecrow appears in um, Chris Nolan's Batman Begins, and he's a character that uses gases to kind of create illusions, basically. Oh, okay. So, um, Bat Superman takes Lois Lane all the way up to um, the out of Earth into space, killing this villain, but unknowingly kills Lois Lane, who is pregnant with his child. So at that point, you know, there's some interesting plot how aspects far, How far into the film are we at this point? Um, this is the first act, basically. Then Superman just go, turns into Judge Dredd, and um, he becomes the um, an almost angry god who goes around just destroying any villains. He doesn't even wait for them to commit a crime. He almost goes into Dirty Harry mode. Um, so what's the word for that? You're like Judge and... Um, uh what's the word gosh in the attempt judge and jury captain he's absolutely there is no one else there he even takes over government he even says right you know this is how we're going to um we are going to basically now rule planet earth with an iron fist someone has tricked me into killing uh my um partner uh who's got my unborn child within them i'm now going to super boy super baby sorry super baby i'm now going to turn into a um is there a super, super baby fascist. movie no there's a super there is a super boy film there is super boy right, he does exist super baby um there's super dog bizarrely he's got a super dog a canine that's got um superpowers um and can then, we listen to it can we listen to a little bit of injustice now david do please do uh, Mandy, I'm going to press your purple button and we're going to listen to a bit of Injustice. Oh, look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, a bit of a joke. Oh, that please. You both enjoyed that, All which right, is nice. Then. Sorry, sorry. Oh. I'm afraid we've lost confidence in this facility, Doctor. The inmates will be moved. No. You're not going to stop us. You don't belong here. They're exactly where you said they'd be. Boy, that's low. I'm standing with Superman. Look who you're standing with. Bane, Killer Croc, and whoever that is. Superman's got a scar now, don't ya? Where are you taking them? All you need to know is that it's escape-proof. Last chance, cyborg. Stop. All right, Riddler, time to go. Okay, enough! Are you hurt? That's impossible. The data stamp on the virus. You uploaded it the day we met. Hey, Batman! I decided to be a hero and help you stop Superman! We're gonna make a great team! Hero time! I recommend putting aside our differences. So there we go. So continue, yeah. So you were so so you part way through the first act. You're like, I'm in here. I'm in here. And then it just turns into elaborate fight sequence after elaborate fight sequence. Um, the dialogue's very stilted. It, it it's very similar to the Mortal Kombat movie I watched. Very violent. It's R-rated once again. Is it? Re- I can't imagine what that looks like because I've never watched one of these films. Joker and Harley Quinn just go around like something out of Natural Born Killers, just viciously um, killing people. It's kind of, it's like Mortal Kombat. They're very popular with the right audience. Warner Brothers has started doing these, basically, they're Saturday morning cartoons um, designed for adults. The dialogue is like that out of a Saturday morning cartoon. David, 
David, who watches this? Who, which people watch this in society? Well, it's, it, I don't want to say it without being really judgmental or whatever, but it is kind of Comic-Con nerds. Do you know what I mean? It's what do proper... they look like? I'm, I don't know that. What do they look like? They've got... Um, they're balding. They've got large beards. Um, they've got slightly jam-stained uh, Iron Maiden T-shirts or... Uh, back in the 90s, they'd have wear, worn Red Dwarf T-shirts tucked into black jeans with like smeg on the front type of thing <laughs> that, that would have been the start. i know exactly what you mean but having said that what am i i'm this pale-faced smeg. indiana jones fan do you know what i mean oh my god that reminds me of school because i know adults who watch transformer cartoons you know what well, did you like red dwarf i found it unbearable do you know what I was never a massive Red Dwarf fan, but I look back now at the plots, when I read some of the plots on blogs and things like that, I think, oh, it's quite a clever idea, but I wasn't the biggest, biggest fan, no. I look back on some of the ideas, and they were very fresh and new. Some of the novels are quite good. I've got a friend who had um, quite a few of the novels, and when I'd wake up before him, if I slept in his house on his couch... I used to grab one and flick through it and think, God, that's that's quite clever. But I wasn't a massive diehard fan of it, no. But God, it was very popular. They were, um, I read recently, they were very near to making a massive Red Dwarf movie with American money. And they started, it was American and German money. And there's photos of them actually rehearsing it in a town hall, you know, properly rehearsing it. And they'd... Uh, built the sets and at the last minute the German backers dropped the finance and it never got made but um, anyway so Injustice Injustice and then after a while after um, Act 1 it just enters into endless fight sequences and also which I'm sure the comic book fans love there's way too many characters endless characters Um, at one point the Flash dies this is very early on, by the way, so it's not a big spoiler. But because there's so many characters and the dialogue so wooden, no one really cares. I mean, and then it goes into parallel universes. So you've got way too many characters. Then you've got this parallel like versions of characters. I think it's a comic book fan's wet dream. But if you're not a massive comic book fan... Can you just... warn me before you say wet dream on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, I need to warn myself. Because when it came out of my mouth, I thought, oh, that's a bit too much. That's a bit fruity. That's a bit much. As soon as it wandered out of my mouth, I was like, oh, that was a mistake. Just keep carrying on, though. Keep on marching. Hopefully they won't notice that I've talked about erotic slumbers in the middle of a comic book <laughs> review. I was like, oh, dear, that, that's a bit of a grubby metaphor. It's absolutely Get disgusting. your aerial tablets out. That's Absolutely that's disgusting. Dear me. Um, but so yes, how, many t- how many sittings? Act one was a pleasure. Then I got, um, I would say, um, the first half an hour, not a problem. The the, the other hour, because I think it was about an hour and a half, um, three sittings after that. I had to cut it into like, because it is a cartoon. So I did act like I was watching, you know, um, the so three what, musketeers. Can, can you give us an idea what you see? You got bored, say, after 40 minutes. What did you do? Um, I can totally see you getting up from that chair and just oh, going through that door of, behind you. And a then... lot of coffees. Making a coffee. Yeah, I think I had three coffees in between. Um, I'll go on to um, Hollywood Reporter, see what the news is. Um, you hated it, didn't you? Anyway, okay. Oh, it's like David. So let, let's let's get how many. So you're now going to rate Injustice out of five 
chocasses. David, how many chocasses out of five are you going to give in justice? Two out of five for me i think if you're if you're a fan that i think it's based on a video game as well so it's very much for the sort of modern comic book audience um i think if you're a fan of comic books though you, it'd definitely be a three because i think you you'd get all the cameos and all the characters but it was overcrowded for you me think, what about me who, who wants to stay a million miles away from you wouldn't even bother opening the fridge We'd is it a, a two for me or is it a one? No, no, it's a zero for you. You wouldn't even bother opening the fridge. You wouldn't you wouldn't have a choc ice that week. You'd just move on and have a Hagen pass. Do you know what I mean? It'd just be like, forget it. There's no way. Okay. But I don't want you to think about what certain people might think or what do you so you're giving it a two for you. I would the, say I started with hope. I was like, Dave, you know, you can see this is for adults. You know, there is something there because, you know, Clark uh, Kent is quite taken back when he's got a child. It means he's more invested in planet Earth. It's a bit more relatable when he kills Lois. It's not he hasn't just killed Lois Lane. He's also killed his child. He then goes into fascist dictator mode. It's like, all right. OK, dark Superman, which they have overly explored with the Zack Snyder movies. So it's not a new idea. But I think the other thing is when you've got such low expectations, um, Anything's bloody good, isn't it? David, can I ask a really quick question before we leave this section of the podcast? Absolutely. Could you give me, out of all the superhero movies, could you tell me which one to watch and say this one will blow your socks off? Because I've hardly seen any of them. Like, I would say I've seen one out of 100. Which one should I watch? I was bizarrely talking to someone last night about this. And um, I, I would. De- you haven't seen any of them at all. Well, I, I don't think I have. I would definitely go with the Chris Nolan Batman trilogy. You can't go wrong with That's, that. That is the only one I've seen. Is the bank heist one? Oh, um, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, uh, Dark Knight, the first one. Sorry, that's the um, only one I've seen. I would definitely watch Batman Begins. Definitely the first. One. Okay. Okay. You can't go wrong with that at all. And also, right. other um, than other than Batman Begins, because I felt like that was coming. What about? Are there any others that? Will... Uh, have you seen all the Tim Burton Batman's? Oh, something about Tim Burton's movies. I can't. Oh, I don't like Tim Burton at all. Do you know, out of all the Marvel films, I I was um I'm not a massive Marvel fan at all, but I can see why um there's a lot of hype around Black Panther. What about Super? Are there any good new Superman movies or Spider Man or Superman was? A, do you know I'm the wrong man for comic book films? I watched them. I watched them all in the cinema. I've seen all the Spider Man films. Spider Man Three. I was a bit bored at times, and that grossed over a billion dollars. I was in a packed out cinema. People loved it. People will be listening to this podcast. And they'll be thinking, oh, you know, forget about you slagging off looking after the ecosystem. You just slagged off Spider-Man. Do you know what I mean? People are going to be veering me off the road when I'm driving I think it's because I've got Disney. They've, they've got loads of superhero movies, or seem to have on Disney. So I, I, I have been thinking, oh, maybe I should just sit down and watch one. I'll tell you what, the original Iron Man films aren't bad. Iron Man 1 and 2 isn't bad at all. 
you can't go um can't go wrong with that all right that's the we we got to move on to the next section we wrote thank you so much david for this not week's problem, movie review thank you not a problem David, have you got any movie tips? This is a good one. I thought was rather good. I think you'll like this one. This might be. Do you know what? I will also. I will remind you. I've watched again. Believe it or not, that barbarian film from last week. You want to check that out? Well, I edited last episode. The last episode yesterday, and when it got to that bit, you saying about barbarian, I was like, I definitely want to watch this. That, that director is someone to watch out for. I think he'll do interesting things. I think he just really lays down what a decent script is, which is, um, number one, the plot just never never stops momentum. Every scene is pushing the storyline. And number two, it never fulfills genre conventions. It's zigzag. Don't get me wrong, every now and then it, it'll playfully, self-knowingly fulfill the odd horror convention. And it does it almost in a comedic way, a self-knowing way. But it constantly zigzags. You don't know where it's going. Barbarian, that's not my recommendation, though. That was last week's recommendation. Yeah, yeah uh, but this you watched it again. I did watch it again. I thought it was very, very good. It's one, I'd say it's one of the most... If you want an interesting you go to the cinema and watch film, it again. Um, I didn't. No. So I feel like you're thinking about other things at the moment. Am I? <laughs> no, no. I, basically, I, I, someone gave me a legal copy of it on a memory stick. That's why I paused. And I was like, should I reveal this to the public? Not. I, I wasn't thinking about other things. I was thinking about me in a jail cell. Yeah. Which yeah, is another but, thing, isn't it? Yeah. Me living. So out. go on. Movie tip this week. But don't. I'm not thinking about other things, sir. I'm like a laser beam. I'm focused on cinema and what we're creating together. <laughs> Um, but I just suddenly got a bit guilty then about yeah. watching legal films, which you can't, shouldn't really do. Um, yes, the recommendation is Force Majeure. Have you heard of that? It's basically... Yes. It's a, yes. Is this the Avalanche? It is. This is Jim Jim Archer's, one of his favourite movies. Oh, wow. The director of Brian and Child. Yeah, he said you must watch it. There's, a, there's an idea at the beginning of the film, which is just brilliant. It's absolutely absolutely genius so it's basically family um go to a um, i saw i sort of don't want to tell anyone what the idea is it's very clever isn't it very clever when jim told me i was like oh, i wish i hadn't known going into the film yes it is very they did a, a remake recently called downhill with uh, julia lewis dreyfus and will ferrell and it's, it's written by jesse armstrong the peep show guy it's good it's still not it's not bad because I watched it directly afterwards because I was so impressed by Force Majeure. Is it Majeure? I keep saying Force Majeure. Majeure. Force, Force Majeure. Majeure. Forcing out, you know, um, number twos of a horse. No, what's it called? Force Majeure. So it's J E U R E. He's made some other interesting films, that director, Ruben Osland. Yes. Basically, the reason I say this is Jim was chatting about him a lot over the summer. He made the square, which is about the art scene, which is really interesting. And also his new film just came out at Cannes Film Festival, which is once again about celebrity culture. Celebrities go on a yacht and then the yacht crashes and they get deserted on an island. And that's supposed to be really, really good. 
Yeah. So is Force Majeure, is it is it a mix between comedy and like a thriller or? Comedy and dark adult drama. It's very similar. I mean, a very popular TV show at the moment is White Lotus. It's similar to that in the sense that, um, yeah, it's a very, it's, 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 a, it's a comedy drama. It's a dark comedy character examination. It's very, Black very comedy good. written and directed by Ruben Usland. It's, it's very yeah. impressive. Got to watch and it. And it's all about being demasculated in front of your family and um, how this situation occurs. And it, it, it just um, shows that at the end of the day, you know, are we just out for ourselves? And yes, we've got a family, but there's a certain limit that will look after our family. At the end of the day, you want to just look after your own survival. There's a lot of dark truths that it appears into. And it slowly fractures and um, destroys the dynamics of the family. Where did you watch this, David? I watched this on my laptop, unfortunately. What, a, a magic memory stick? or a... um, It wasn't a magic memory stick. Oh, Amazon. I watched it on okay. Amazon. Did you have to buy it? Uh, I did, yes. And how much was that? £4. I might watch that tonight if my, I can keep my eyes open. Oh, it's definitely worth watching because his latest film um, has come out and everyone's keep banging on about it. And I thought, well, I haven't even bloody seen Force Majeure yet. I don't know why I'm saying this. There is a Norwegian movie that I watched three years ago. And it's a thriller. And I don't know if it's about a contract killer. I absolutely loved it. Can you remind me what it was? Would you know what that was? It was out. I watched it three or four years ago. I think it was relatively new. And it's such a good movie. Uh, I'm just wondering if you've seen it. I thought... Sorry, I thought you might just go, yeah, know that. What is it? Headhunters. Oh, God, that's very good. Yes, I saw that in the cinema. Yes. I wonder what he's done now, the director of that. Let's have a very quick look. Yes, that was a very good. That's um, based on a very famous... He must have done something big after that, because that was really impressive. That was almost like seeing Barbarian. Really? What, that same feeling? Yes, definitely the same feeling. Uh, what's he done? I bet he's got... Imitation to... Game. Oh, right, okay, so that was a big, big one. Uh, and Passengers. Oh, that was a bit of a, um, a dud Passengers, but it was still a big, big film. But that's interesting, he did Imitation Game. God, that was obviously with... Um, uh, that was a big Oscar film at the time, wasn't it? Cumberbatch, yeah. Well, it's one of those really well-constructed... Um, it's Barbarian is obviously a horror movie. Um, Headhunters is obviously a psychological thriller. But they're very similar in that they, they're these genre films that zigzag. They just don't fulfil expectations. You know, they they, they fill expectations in that they, they do what you, you're paying to see genre-wise. But the plot beats just go into really interesting directions. They're very similar in that style. Well, we've really got a crack on, David, because you've got Not a, a problem. On. So thank you so much for this week's movie tip. Thank you, David. No problem, sir. David Edwards Random Movie Generator.
So, David, this is where you pick a movie randomly to review next week. Mandy's all set up. You ready, Mandy? Okay, she's ready to go. So, the first movie uh, that you have to choose, uh, please, can you select the genre? Hit the button. Documentary. Oh, blimey, here we go. And now the decade. Hit the button. Press the button. Press, Press the, the button. button. Hit the button. I know it's on Mandy. And you're Absolutely. Angry, I'm being uh, Press the button aggressive gently. there. Press the button gently. 1980s. I wonder what that could be. And Mandy, if you'd like to generate. Okay. So Mandy has generated some movies. And... Uh, it's now your time to tell Mandy to stop and reveal the first movie that you might be reviewing next week. Stop. Koyaniskachi. What is that? You know that movie. No, what's it about? I thought that was really famous. What's it about, sorry? Isn't that just incredible shots of planet Earth? Oh, my Lord. That's like Mother Times Ten, not Mother. At uh, Home. Dear God, Mother Times Earth. It is Is that how you spell it? I think it is. I have heard about that one, yes. I've never watched it, but I'm aware of that. I think that would be hard work to get through. Yes, it's like lots of like fast-forward shots of people getting on and off the underground in New York, and then you cut to a volcano. How, how are you feeling about that one? Not happy. That could be hard. <laughs> that could be, I'd need more than a hot chocolate to get through that. I think it would be back to my strong bows. I think we've done a full okay. Let's pick the second movie that you might be reviewing next week. Bear with. Hang on, just want to make sure they're all... Okay, please pick the genre. Press the button gently. History. There we go. And the decade. Press the button gently. 1950s. Oh, God. Could be Lawrence of Arabia, you never know. Do you know what? It's loading and hasn't come up with anything. Oh, blind. well, there was no history in the 1950s. Well, yeah, well, no, it's still loading like there's been a glitch in Mandy's uh, belly. So come on, start Mandy. again. Tiny Choose... green pipe. I, David. Sorry, I apologise. I do apologise. Please choose a decade. Uh, press a button. 2010's history. Okay. Okay. And now, sorry, it's been a bit weird. And now, Mandy, if you'd like to generate. And Mandy's generated four movies. David, please tell Mandy to stop when you're ready. Stop. The Wind Rises. Why is that? Oh, is that about the IRA? Is that um, Ken Loach? No. No. What's that about? It's an animation. Who buy? We'll have a look if you pick it. Okay. I, li I like um, I like that you haven't seen any of these. Not at all. Let's hope we get you something that excites you, though. Because at the moment, I feel like you're feel feeling utter dread. Please choose a genre. Press the button. Animation again. Could be and, and decade. 
Press the button. 2020s. Okay, so this could Generate. be sexy. And please tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. Minions, the rise of Gru. Goodness me. I've never watched... I think I've watched one Minion film. I mean, it's done very, very well, isn't it? It made a lot of money. I think there's more to this little movie than me. Yeah, I think eye. so. For it to be that popular and have that yeah. many people watching it. Yeah. I think the idea of watching Minions fills you... Oh, I, but compared to those two, oh, my, that's my... You know, well, you don't know what gun. the wind rises is yet. Yeah, yeah, this is like... true. This is very true. <laughs> Which one do you want to stay well clear of? Certainly the um, Hoocher Butcher, whatever it's called. The one with the um, <laughs> sorry, whatever it's sorry. That's too much. I apologise. Shot to planet Earth. I thought it was Kiennis It is a classic. I thought it was it one is... of the. It is a classic. Yeah, but you've am... called it Hoocher Butcher. <laughs> terrible isn't that we need to we need to bleep that out that's absolutely appalling no 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 it's fine okay that's like a character out of last orders letting against the pub no i had to watch hooker butcher last night i'm interested in that so mandy has labeled each film a b and c she's now ready for you to pick one let's see which one you're gonna pick are you gonna pick a how you how you feeling david nervous nervous yeah i bet you are when are you going to watch this? Because you're busy today. Um, late, late this afternoon, or this evening, maybe. Fuck. Or tomorrow morning. I don't know. See how it goes. Here we okay. go. There's a lot of balance a, on this my weekend. B or C. A. Oh, no. The Minions. Oh. The Rise of Gru. David Thank you. <laughs> Movie gods for looking down and shining upon me. Hugely, hugely appreciated. <laughs> Thank you genuine very much. That is a genuine relief. Because everyone keeps banging on about Minions. I do need to get my head around what it's all about. Definitely. Oh, God. Flipping hell. I felt really nervous for you then. Oh, you're not alone. You are not alone. Do you know what? The Wind Rises, which was the other one, is Studio Ghibli. Oh, was it? What is it about exactly? A Japanese animated historical drama. Um, the thing is, I'm, I'm just too about a quick fighter to sort pilot, of... I think. Oh, because he is into fighter pilots, isn't he? That is one of his kind of focus points. Oh, that's it was the final film directed by Miyazaki. Yes, it was. I think he's come back since, but that was supposed to be his retirement film. Do you know what? I'd have been okay with that. Yeah, it would have been lovely. Absolutely, I do remember about that now. That was his retirement film. Obviously, he's come out of retirement. But you're relieved. You've got minions. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. Can't, can't go wrong with that. But Steve Carell. Oh, is really? Is he voicing it? I think. I think. Isn't it the idea that Grawl is um, younger? Is it the most recent? It's the most recent one, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! If Steve Carell's in it, it's going to be funny, isn't it? I could be wrong about that. But yeah. No, he is in it. Yeah, John he does, Paul he does. Van Damme and Russell Brand. Oh my Lord! Michael uh, Michelle Yeoh. Oh right, crazy. Julie Andrews. Oh, I heard Julie Andrews is in it. Yes. 
it grossed over a billion over the summer, didn't it? It's done incredibly well. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's. It's such a shame we had to cut it short, but it's been absolute an absolute. Oh, joy. it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm now millions watch. I'm going to be um, apps. I'm going to be converted part of, as part of that cinematic cult by the end of the week. It goes about saying by the end of the weekend. Well, I can't wait to hear what you think of it. Fingers um, crossed, I'll be giving it um, the solid two thumbs up that the rest of the nation's given it. People, people went to the cinema wearing tuxedos to watch it for some reason. I don't even understand go. why. So hopefully that will be uh, sorted out for me. So I'm going to TikTok craze appeared around the, the movie. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Well, now we're going to do a quick Patreon, if you've got time, David. Got five mins. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next. And please like and subscribe. Go on to our please, please, like please. And leave a lovely review saying. and get us up. The charts. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Au revoir, sir. Have a lovely weekend. I'm on Minions. Yeah, have a good day. Take care. Bye for See now. ya. Bye.